Hello, welcome to another episode of All Things Music. I am your host, Ryan Katz. Uh, sorry for the delay. We The last episode was a couple weeks ago. We've had some logistics with different guests, but uh, we are here today and that's all that matters. Um, so, you know, the past few episodes I have worked with, you know, genres that I've really not an expert in, but have a lot of passion for. And this is going to be more of a critical thinking podcast and a learning experience for me because uh, I would say country is my weak spot, but I know enough to, you know, have this kind of podcast. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce my guest for today, Erica Dawn. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? Good. Um, so yeah, like I said, it's it's a, it's a different thing for me, um, but I want to learn and I'm going to, you know, I've just met you today, and I'm generally, uh, you know, I'm more into the rock genres, but I am not opposed to, you know, learning about all different genres. And the purpose of this podcast, all things music, it's not all things rock or all things pop or whatever. It's we want to try to be as versatile as possible on this podcast. So um, that is why I'm like, all right, it's time to get someone who's doing country on here. Uh, my wife will be happy about that because <laughs> she's just the country aficionado. So. Um, Really, first, I want to ask you just how you got into it. Because, I mean, as a country fan, first, I assume, is just something that you were like, wow, I want to do this rather than just listen to it, correct? Correct. Um, my story is a little different than okay. the traditional country music story. Um, I grew up as an opera singer. I started oh, wow. singing opera when I was six. Um, and it took me all the way through college. I've been all over the world. I've been to Italy, um, all these different places singing opera. So... In college, I was singing with a couple area cover bands. Um, I've always been a country girl, so to speak. So I grew up in 4-H showing livestock, cows and pigs and all okay. that stuff. So right. um, it, I've always had that background. But um, if you would have told me that I'd be singing country music at the age of 24, I'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, so I was in some different area cover bands and I just kind of broke away and said, you know, I think I want to do this on my own. Um, and thus here we are a couple of years later doing things I never thought I'd do. So it's, it's pretty cool. Wow. That's awesome. Okay. So you, you say you, you, you grew up doing all of the country things. Where did you grow up specifically? So my parents were actually divorced. Okay. So my mom was in Jackson and my dad was in Hartville. So I okay. kind of grew up with both sides of the tracks, Okay. Um, which I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but yeah, I kind of, you know, mom made me a cheerleader and a ballerina and all that stuff. And then dad's got me, you know, kicking around in mud with, you know, big trucks and tractors mm -hmm. and things like that. So, okay. So operatic singing is not exactly country. Singing. Like there's are those are oh major difference. So different major. So what first, I'm just curious how you even got involved in the operatic stuff. I mean, like that's just for a young person. It's just not something we're like, Oh yeah, I want to do that. I you agree. Um, when you're going through school and you're actually being like vocally trained, that's just the route you take. Okay. You take the classical route. Um, and kind of through that, like they discovered I'm just this big first soprano Wagnerian opera singer, you know? Mm -hmm. So by the time college got around, I'm singing these like crazy Italian arias and things. Um, and it just kind of 
evolved wow. <laughs> i never really you know i never really was like oh i want to be an opera singer right. like it just kind of hey i'm really good at this and this is kind of fun so now is there is there things you did in the opera style that you kind of take and put into your country style I mean, absolutely yeah. okay so one of the main things is i have a very big belt um mm-hmm. i can belt out of my chest mm-hmm. um and so that's a very like when you hear the erica Don sound that is a big thing that you notice first is that belt which obviously comes from being able to support from opera, essentially. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. And that actually, you know, Carrie Underwood is someone that that does that really well. Just has that real, uh, you know, that that range. That you know, as a vocalist in general, uh, you have to have a really broadcasted type of voice. Right. And especially in country where you're 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 using a lot of different techniques, you know. Um, so, you know, now being a country artist, who do you draw inspiration from and more so you know and i'll touch on this in a little bit but it seems like the underground (laughs) uh term in the country genre is not the same as a lot of other genres just because it's such a mainstream type of of uh of genre so is there anybody that you are like not friends with but colleagues with that you draw inspiration from or is it mostly like a-list people that you hear on the radio um i would tell you that i have a couple different backgrounds so um i like reba mcintyre for her image i like carrie underwood for her vocals i like ella fitzgerald from her vocals um but i'm also a country rocker at heart so i draw a lot from like miranda lambert and brantley gilbert and um all while not like stealing their techniques I, i do prefer that that style that outlaw country type style interesting okay um and you know i was talking to uh my in-laws the other day because they're also big country artists or artists fans and uh they uh said you know they brought up something really interesting and since you're my first female guest on the podcast this is uh pretty pertinent uh there if you look at the uh billboard 200 or the top country charts it's really all masculine you know, there was, I think they said there was two feminine w- females that were on there. And I'm trying to understand why that is. And I'm not really sure. Maybe you could enlighten me on that. It's actually a big problem in country music. And it's a big thing that a lot of us female artists stand out against. Um, and recently it's been a really big deal. It's been brought up at the ACMs and the CMAs and um, a lot of like, you know, Kelsey Ballerini and Taylor Swift and um, all of these, all of these females are saying like, it's enough, you know, mm-hmm. like, and we don't know why we really don't know why but country music is such a man's world i can't tell you how many times you know um there's big things that go on and i sit at home because i'm the only girl you know right. and it's like it doesn't matter how many records you sell it doesn't matter none of that matters it just matters you know you're a guy and country music's a man's world and it does get to you sometimes yeah I'll tell you that. and something that i've noticed about it and this isn't strictly just country music it's a lot of genres but there is a a bit of a misogynistic touch to what is you know sung about and it's almost like if you are a female country artist not all the time but you kind of you know they force you to sell yourself you know the sex appeal of it and and it's you know that's not something that i'm sure most female country artists want to do um some probably do to get to where they want to be but it just seems like uh very similar to hip-hop you know the the lyrics in hip-hop are you know girls and party and all that stuff so that the the female hip-hop artists like the cardi b's or the Nicki minaj's and such they use their sex appeal to get big um 
so how do you balance that with you know keeping your integrity and doing you know all your principles and whatnot i think it definitely comes down to just your morals and your values i mean how far are you willing to go and what are you willing to do and i think there's artists that you know their overall goal is to become famous and i'll tell you that's not mine if you ask me what my goal was it's to be able to make a healthy living doing what i love for the rest of my life and yeah i mean a lot of the time you know uh popularity or fame does come with that but i don't think that's the overall objective at least it's not for me personally um so I think, you know, I do have some, some songs that are more risque and I do have, you know, some photo shoots that are a little more risque and, but I don't think they're over the top. I think they're just enough. Um, and I think, but on the flip side, like if we do talk about the Cardi B's and Nicki Minaj's, they're all sex appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you personally, if, if I never get big enough because I didn't give enough sex appeal, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And that's fine. <laughs> and I get, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's similar to, you know, I'm in I'm in a rock band and I uh, I it's you have to balance being mainstream with doing what you love you know what I mean and exactly. it, it, it's it's very much like do I want to sell out just to make you know a good buck or do I want to enjoy myself you know um, so that's a, that's a really good point now um, one of the biggest issues I personally have with country music and I want you to prove me wrong or say I'm right or whatever. But, but so my, my big thing is from a lyrical standpoint, there's really not a whole lot of substance in, at least in the mainstream. So, you know, I'm forced to listen to a lot of country music and I hear blue jeans, whiskey, pickup trucks, the beer, something about, (laughs) something about Friday night that is just better than any other night of the week. Um, so one, why? <laughs> I'm going to blame that on America. Here's why. Okay. So, uh, yeah, country music doesn't give much, much substance, but the people that are listening to country music aren't asking for more substance. Makes sense. So they're falling in this category of uh, the safety zone is what we like to call it with Nashville and stuff. And um, the safety zone is sing about things that have already been sung about because that's how you're going to sell a hit record. So beer, girls, tan lines, coolers, yeah. koozies, right? Um so I think it, it all just kind of depends, but I'll tell you that the best country music songs aren't on the radio. I'll tell you that. Uh, I not would top probably 40. agree with you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, and the other thing is knowing that is what sells and knowing, and I've listened to your music and some of it is, you know, about more and some of it's about, you know. Exactly. Uh, and so when you sit down to write, how do you draw like how do you how do you motivate yourself to write when a lot of it is of a similar topic sure Uh, my writing style I don't sit down to write I will stop what I'm doing because I get an idea and sit down and write okay um so I personally don't just sit down and like figure out if I can get ideas I'll be going about my day I keep a journal in my jeep and I grab my journal (laughs) and I write so for example whiskey kiss me um just came out of nowhere i mean we were at breitenbach wineries and we were drinking Hmm. wine and the guy i was dating at the time started talking about how when you kiss somebody how they taste like wine and he made a joke and he was like yeah unfortunately i just wish it was whiskey and um the joke was just shut up and whiskey kiss me and then Mm. i was like oh my gosh and then it just spiraled into this this thing so it doesn't necessarily it, it just comes out of nowhere basically okay that makes sense um the other thing that i you know it's not that I've, I guess I have an issue with it, but I don't. It's, you know, it's a very 
Caucasian genre. Yes. You have Darius Rucker, who is like the poster boy of, you know, being a black country artist. And then Kane Brown, who's, I believe he's mixed. But um, what do you think? Why do you think that is? I mean, it's, I, I understand that most African Americans don't grow up on farms. It's just the way things are in America. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean uh, that they don't appreciate, you know, like hip hop and country are very similar from a, a uh, just a desirable, like what, what they're interested in. So, uh, you know, I just find it weird that there's really not more diversity in the genre currently. And maybe you could help me educate me on that. I don't really think it's the genre. I just think it's the whole community. I just think, um, just like you said, there's not a lot of African-American people growing up on farms and things. So mm-hmm. I think it's just a yeah. community thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Now, do you have to grow up in a rural area to be a country artist? Not at all. So then how do you relate to those things? So like a lot of the, the, the songs are about growing up on rural areas and things. And so how do you, you know, you just use your imagination or I think people like, you know, they like the songs they can jam to while mm-hmm. they got their windows down on 70 degree days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think country music does that. I think there's something about chilling by a lake or by a bonfire that country music just makes sense. Um, and it's not always that they're listening to lyrical content. It's the beat or the way the song flows or the okay. way the song makes them feel. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Um, the other thing that is really interesting is the accents. So, you know, you don't have really much of an accent. No, I do not. And other country artists I know don't. And one thing that, that is interesting, so like Keith Urban, he's Australian. But when you listen to him sing, he puts a little bit of a twang in there. Is that, you know, is is that a mandatory thing? Like, do you, as a country artist, can you pass, can you be mainstream or be popular or whatever without having that forced you know accent yes carrie underwood does not have an accent that yeah but she does what she talks though you ever oh, i disagree that? really I disagree. yeah huh. um it's kind of funny though because when i go to nashville and they hear my stuff they'll be like where the heck are you from <laughs> what is that accent and you're like oh northeastern ohio and they're like oh that makes sense you know yeah so wow. you don't have to have an accent but i think we all have an accent in a way okay yeah well that's probably true um so you say you don't want to get big okay but in an ideal world where do you see the next 10 years going for you the next 10 years i want to i know this sounds kind of cliche but i want to do things the next 10 years i never thought i could so for example and and i would have said this you know five years ago where you see yourself next five years i want to be doing things i never thought i could um so the next 10 years i would love to see you know at least an east coast tour if not a whole whole you know nationwide tour Um, I would love to see, you know, a traveling tour with a big, big artist, Mm -hmm. you know, the blossoms and the quick and loans and the stuff like that. Um, I would actually like to flirt with the idea of a rock record at some point. That's we're thinking about that right now. Um, not completely rock, but just like a bluesy country, which I enjoy like a a Southern rock record. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, just, uh, going places and doing things I never thought flying around the world, doing what I love. That's what I want to do. Yeah. That's what we all want to do. Exactly. Um, how do you go about picking your band? I mean, is that something that are you going to have a set band or are you going to have session musicians? How do you 
I have a set band. Okay. Um, I, the number one thing I brag about in my career is my band. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've just gotten so lucky and so blessed with finding them. Um, one of my bandmates, Dustin, he's been with me through everything, all the crap, all the good, you know, um, and just kind of, I've been through three different bands since I've started. Okay. Um, and Dustin's really been the only one that's actually Hmm. stood by my side the entire time. But the band that I have now, um, it was just kind of like knowing people and knowing people, but what was cool about it was every player I had came to me and said, I want to work with you. Okay. So I think there's something to be said about that because mm-hmm. they're, they're more loyal and more willing to, you know, be there for you and not give you crap. And <laughs> you right. know, right. so, uh, yeah, I mean, every one of them is like, I want to be with you. So it's, they're like my brothers and I love them. And you have, uh, let me see, you probably have, you have a acoustic guitar or electric. Do you have a man, a mandolin in there or no. a, um, banjo, anything like that? No. no. Okay. Um, so how many piece, four piece band? Five. Five. So two guitars, bass, drums. Who am I missing? Keyboard. Keyboard. There we go. Okay. Very cool. And the other thing about that, that, that it's interesting is in country, if you're in a, if you're a band for a solo artist such as yourself, you kind of have to be okay with being not in the spotlight. And I, I have to imagine, like you said, you've been through three, and I don't know why you went through three, but I have to imagine whether it's you or anybody else, sometimes pride can get in the way or you know, somebody in the band wants to be a little bit more upfront than than they, you know, is appropriate and stuff. And I don't know if you have any experience with that, but maybe talk about that because I don't, you know, I don't know how that dichotomy is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I can talk about past bands where I had some members that, you know, um, weren't on time. Um, alcohol was more important than, mm. than playing the right note. Um, you know, their life outside of stage was just a little too rugged for me. Um just things like that. I haven't really had any massive pride issues. Okay. Um, like I said, I'm just super blessed with my boys, mm. but um, I, I, they want to see me win. So there's not really a big, true, a big pride issue there. Um, yeah. So I don't really have anything crazy like that. Now I'll tell you, I have massive pride issues with people in the industry. Yeah, and I can imagine that for sure. Um, I've had several people that just you know wanted to tear me down like crazy and mm. and uh, been through some stuff in that matter, but. Okay. Nothing nothing in the band. Okay, well, that's good. That's definitely good. Um, I went to my first ever country show last summer. I went, it was uh, Lady A and Darius. And um, it's interesting because I've been going to rock and metal shows my whole life. And it was a totally different experience for a few reasons. Um, one thing I really enjoy about shows that I normally go to is there's mosh pits. There's crowd surfing. <laughs> There's uh, hardcore dancing. There's something called a wall of death. I mean, like, there is, like, it's almost as interesting as watching the band as watching the crowd because there's so much energy. Now, when I went to the country show, it was very different for me because people, it was more of a social type of event (laughs) than a music event. And that's not a bad thing, um, but it it just seemed, like, really... um, just casual you know and it's it's funny because i i shouldn't say casual because everybody just gets totally wrecked at these shows <laughs> you know I, people are like oh yeah these metal shows people will probably get super crazy i'm like no honestly country shows people get so crazy but you know I, going to a country show for you 
is that kind of what it is? Is it a social event more than more than you know staring at the stage for two hours? Um, I think that's a trick question because okay. uh, you know I can be having a conversation and I can hear a guitar go out of tune or something, and okay. I'm like redirect, you know, yeah. like it'll totally lose me. But uh, for me personally, I think some of the best memories of my life have been you know at, at Blossom concerts or. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just just different concerts. Place Park for the. Uh, I used to. Okay. Now that I've gotten older, um, not so much. No? But, okay. um, yeah, I think it's just there's just something about you know, a hot day with cold beer and country music and your friends and for sure. I think it's just fun. Now the other thing that has piqued my interest is there is a subtle tone of American exceptionalism in country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have my favorites. I like Josh Turner. I'm a big fan of his. I like Chris Stapleton a lot. I like Brooks and Dunn. I like a lot of the more uh, traditional sounding guys. Um, somebody I really don't like is, and you're free to like him, you know, but it is Toby Keith. I just, for whatever reason, he just rubs me the wrong way. And there's a song Made in America that he has, and there's a couple other ones. And it just, I think that is part of why it's not as diverse of a scene. I feel like they, not everybody, I'm being very general here. I feel like there is a tone of this, if you're not American, if you don't live the American lifestyle of, you know, those certain things, um, I don't know. It just seems like a sense of patriotism, which is okay, but it, it just seems like there's, it's almost forced a little bit and I don't know if you notice that or if you're so close to it that you don't notice that but it just seems like that's something that more definitely more men than women sing about those types of things and then you have a, a group like the Dixie Chicks who were ridiculed forever because they were too liberal for the genre um, so you know I, I, I see that and I wonder if that's an issue or if that's just the way things are or how you see that I think I think the conversation comes down to who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I think different artists have different brands mm-hmm. and different people follow different artists for different reasons. Um, yeah, for overall, I mean, the country community, we like our American flags and our Daisy Dukes and our cowboy boots and mm-hmm. things like that. But um, I think I think with any you know group of people, you have some that are a little more right and some that are a little more left. And um, But for the most part, too, I mean, we've got a lot of military, we've got a lot of police officers, firefighters, things like that that follow the country music scene, mm-hmm. too. So... Uh, for me personally, I think I think being a country music fan for the most part makes you patriotic. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of go hand in hand. Okay, yeah, and I guess that makes sense playing to who listens. You know, it's it's very much about you know you're not going to sing things that your audience doesn't care about. So I guess that that definitely kind of it's like kind of a full circle thing. Um, now something like I just mentioned, I'm really into the older you know like the the Waylon Jennings and the you know, the uh, Willie Nelson type. So is, is you know, I- I- as an artist of any genre, I feel like you have to respect and really pull from the history of it. And I know the history of country is so much different than how it sounds today. But is there anybody in the classics, Johnny Cash, anybody like that, that you really, you know, pull from or that you, you listen to on a daily basis or you really like that you use in your music? I think... You know, I'm only 24, so I'm a baby. Mm -hmm. So the classics for me, I kind of, I didn't get like the deep rooted, you know, country classics. Um, But, you know, I I do love my Willie. I do love my cash. Um, Yeah, but the really, I mean, the youngest one that really 
affected me would have been Reba just because I grew up listening to her so much and mm-hmm. I remember grandma had an old like cabinet that had a record player in oh. it and she used to play the Reba McIntyre disc all the time and um so I think that that pulled a lot into my influence more so than the really traditional okay. country well, that's fair country people um so now I've never been in Nashville I would love to go. And it's not just a country place. They have everything. And I also love blues a lot. And they've got a lot of blues there. Memphis, too. But um, tell me about that whole culture of Nashville. Because going there, I'm I'm sure the first time you went there was just, you know, everything was, like, so overwhelming. Because you have so many people just like you. And you try to stand out and, you know, make sure that people... Like you say, you don't want to get big, but you still want to be noticed for your talent. So... Tell me about that experience and some of the challenges and some of the really cool things you've seen there. Sure. Um, So I think the first thing that kind of got me was just the atmosphere. Everybody's so down home country. Um, For example, when you're in the hotel rooms and you go to like your continental breakfast in the morning, you can't take your cell phones. (laughs) You have to sit around the table and literally talk to everybody at the table at like Uh, eight o'clock in the morning. Um, (laughs) But the second thing was just the talent. Literally everybody plays and everybody sings. That's I mean, that's the whole city um i didn't specifically go down there to sing i went down there to kind of network and Mm -hmm. uh, meet a few labels and things like that Mm -hmm. um but i did end up getting pulled up on stage on broadway one night um and uh it it was it was really cool i mean people just you know they come from all over you got people from halfway across the united states and people that are you know national natives and um i think when you're surrounded by music that much and that level of talent you know um it's just overwhelming and not that it's like a negative overwhelming. Mm. It's just, holy crap, they're really good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, and it helps you motivate, motivate exactly. you to step your game up a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, when I was there, I've been there a couple of times, but this, we're talking about the first time I went, mm-hmm. um, I got pulled into a lady antebellum private party. So I got to hang out with them all night oh, and that's stuff really like that. Cool. Um, but the second time I was there, <laughs> I met with Upchurch and was in the studio with him and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's just overwhelming. And especially, like, if you go down there for nightlife and mm-hmm. the bar scene and the Broadway scene, and it's just, it's wild. Yeah, it's I can so imagine. Wild. Now, the, the one really interesting thing is when you're in a, a pop artist or anybody, really, you, if you get big, you kind of move to L.A., you move to Hollywood. Nashville seems like that way for country artists. I, I mean, you know, Carrie Underwood lives there and, and whatnot, but is, is that something you would want, to, would you want to live in Nashville someday? Or if, you know, if, you know, you struck gold, would you stay here? Would you go to Hollywood? What, what do you, what do you think you would do? I think I'd have different homes in different places. Okay. Um, Ohio will always be home to me. I'm such a little Ohio girl. Like <laughs> I just, you know, big city life is not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but a wise man once told me when I started my career that if you're really good enough and serious about what you do, you don't have to go to Nashville. Nashville comes to you. Interesting. And I think that's, uh, I think that's that's really proven true. Um, I've really networked with a lot of big rigs out of Nashville through like social media, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then I set up appointments and when I go down there, we meet and do what we need to do and then I fly back home. Do you record down there? Yes. Okay. Where do you record at? Um, I actually cannot tell you right now, but I will be able to soon. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Breaking news. Very cool. Um, are you involved with a label currently? Yes. Okay. Am I allowed to know the label? No. No. All right. Is it a big label? <laughs> yes. Wow. Very cool. I feel honored now to even have you on my podcast <laughs> without, you know, you've, you've just, you know, you're on the big label. This started about two and a half months ago. Um, I was given a huge opportunity and uh, now everything's in the works, but everything's contracts. So. 
Right, of course. And that's something that, talk about overwhelming, because you can go from, you know, like I say, underground to boom, really fast. And that's, how do you manage your emotions when dealing with a big opportunity such as this unknown one? But, you know, how do you, how do you balance that? I learned a long time ago not to get excited until it's fully done. I wish I could learn that because I am the type that just gets so excited and then I just get let down. Yeah. Nope. Don't get excited until it's fully done. Yeah. And don't announce anything ever until it's fully done. Yeah. I definitely need to take notes from you because that's (laughs) the opposite of what I do. Um, So, you know, country is such a live music genre more than most. And you've played your share of shows. What is the craziest thing or some of the craziest things you've seen in the crowd? (laughs) A dog wearing sunglasses drinking beer out of a bowl. What? Swear. <laughs> what kind of dog? <laughs> like a lab. <laughs> was this in Nashville? No. Where was this? An acoustic show in Portage Lakes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is insane. Wow. I. You know what? If there was a dog at every country show, I'd probably go, like doing that, I'd probably go to more country Absolutely. shows. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. is that is awesome. Uh, very cool. Um. So the next step is, like you say, is touring. Are you ready to, you know, you don't get the big tour bus right away. Exactly. You don't get the huge amenities right away. You might, you might have to tour in a van. You might have to, you know, eat really crummy food and, and get almost no sleep and be away from your family. And I don't know if you have any pets, be away from that or all that. But are you ready for that? And if not, why? I think I am actually Um, the only thing that holds me back I do have another career um, that I do love I love them equally Um, but I keep getting these shows that I get thrown on as an opening act but it doesn't require a bus it's like we just drive there and drive back or we fly there and fly back and so I keep getting these amazing opportunities but it's not like requiring all that grueling which is good. Tours, right. 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 So I'm kind of sitting here like I know it's coming and I'm like, oh, where's that? I know it's coming. But yeah, as of now, I mean, it's just kind of easy sailing. Right. You know? And I think that's something like we talked about with your band. There's got to be a camaraderie there that you want to be around them in a tight space for a very long time because, uh, you know, it, it can be really tough, uh, you know, not just uh, from a from a relationship standpoint, but fiscally and and all those things. Um how, you know, has your family supported you this whole time with your career or have they, because I've, you know, I know a lot of musicians, me, myself, you know, family can get, it can be a little bit interesting. Have they always supported this? or So my mom was my manager for my first two years. Oh, wow. She did everything, booked all my gigs, did all my interviews, set everything up. Um, and then finally we just got to where I didn't, you know, couldn't believe I was at, you know, and she's like, I can't do this anymore. She's like, I don't know where to go from here. Um, and now I have the manager I have now, but um a hundred percent and my dad is such a fangirl it's unbelievable (laughs) he is so ridiculous but that's awesome so if you get where i think you might be going if you could pick one artist to do a duet with or collaborate with on an album whether it's your album or their album who would that be reba mcintyre okay (laughs) okay so it's so interesting because Someone who's 24 usually doesn't say that the first choice would be Reba McIntyre. It'd be, you know, all these other guys. Right. Um, so that's that's really cool. Um, one of my, I got to say, because we were talking about lyrics and, and everything. Um, <laughs> Thomas Rhett. He, 
<laughs> she just made a face. Um, <laughs> he has a song I really don't like, and he has a song I really do like. And it's interesting because I wish more songs would be like the one I really do like. The one I don't like, that t-shirt song, I just... Oh, I think that's his best one, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> the one that I like is, I don't remember what it's called. He adopts... Uh, uh, yeah. y- you know what I'm talking uh, about? It's a narrow one, yeah. So... The reason why I like that is because it really tells a good story, you know. Have you, is there a song that you could write something similar to that? I mean, like something that is really chronological rather than you know some of some of the more mainstream stuff. Is there something? Have you ever wanted to write like that? Because I haven't honestly heard anything like that song, at least on the radio, in a really long time. I don't think it's really a want. I just think if it's something that came to me, I'd do it. Okay. So I don't really, when I write and stuff, I don't do it unless it's just like, boom, you know, it's it and you just do it. You Interesting. Know? Yeah, because I'm not like that at all. Like if I write, I'm like, okay, here's my topic. I'm going to go and, and my, my singer in my band is just like you. He has to, you know, it's, it's spur of the moment thing. He can't be moment. under pressure and all that. And yep. I'm like, all right, sit down like it's homework, you know, but everybody's different. So, sure. um, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Now, what is, so, you know, Country and warm weather go together really well. For me, when I, it's warm, I listen to reggae because that also goes together really well. How do you? Because in the winter, it just it sucks here. It really does, and 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 it it's hard to kind of get in that mood of being, you know, riding around in the jeep and all that, going Yankee like and all that stuff. So, oh <laughs> um, how do you can keep that with with the environment being different? How do you keep that? passion going throughout or, or that that motivation is still right about summer days in the dead of winter um well i will tell you the dead of winter for me is my work season okay so make as much money as i can get as much accomplished as i can and get everything ready to advance the next year that's how i handle my winners Fair enough. um that passion i will tell you i mean it's definitely hard i mean mm-hmm. it's definitely uh it's definitely easier to be happy and uplifted spirits and everything yeah. in the summertime but um i don't really uh I'm kind of, I'm a happy person. Mm-hmm. So I think I can find happiness in pretty much everything. Um, I would probably write more around Christmas time just cause yeah, you know, it's a that. little better. Um, but yeah, for the most part though, we figure out kind of what the next project project's going to be and we just kind of find it and find a passion and getting excited about, you know, when launch is going to be or when, how we're going to do this type of a thing. And I think that's what keeps us going. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so do you play guitar as well? I do not. Okay. Is that something that you would like to accomplish someday? No, I like piano. Piano. How long have you been playing piano? Oh, gosh. Uh, probably about 12, 13. Wow. Okay. So that's a long time. Now, the one thing I always struggle with, I cannot, because I play guitar, and I cannot play guitar and sing at the same time. I can't do two things at the same time. That's why I'm not a drummer. How, how did you learn to do both at the same time? Because it's just... For me, I just, it's just impossible. when you're, when you're raised up in classical voice training and stuff, mm. that's just part of it. You mm. have to know how to do those things. Now I'm not no like prodigy or anything. Right. Like you're not going to catch me playing keys on stage. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it just, it goes with the package. Like you can't, I can't bust out an Italian aria unless I can sit there and, you know, poke through it and play mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, it also seems, especially recently, that a lot of other genres are kind of adopting country in their own way. So, like Lady Gaga had her whole that movie with Bradley Cooper, and um, I'm sure you've heard the new Billy Ray Cyrus rap remix that's real popular right now. Um, 
do you like to see that or is it something you're like no i want to be pure country or no i you know it's okay to introduce hip-hop and country together i think anything can be done if it's done correctly but i think if it's not done correctly it's a train wreck is it done correctly no interesting not not at all there's no very rarely very rarely okay you know i as much as i don't like the sound of this guy's voice florida georgia line uh did the song that nelly you know and i think they pulled it off and it clearly did because that song sold like so much i agree but it was still kind of to those of us in country we were kind of like are you serious like here are these guys you know okay interesting that's really interesting is there anybody outside of country music that you listen to that you might draw inspiration from or you were just a really big fan of that you would love to do something with someday uh i listen to everything so i've got inspirations everywhere here's the thing here's the thing and i don't mean to cut you off but when people say i listen to everything that's not always true actually it's almost never true and it's not because i'm you're lying but everything's a lot you know what i mean the only thing i really don't have would be like death metal yeah yeah it gives me a headache no But, uh, you know, on the ride here, I had, there was some Beethoven that came on. You know, I got some Rich Homie Kwan in there. I got, you know. Awesome. That's badass. It just, it just kind of, you know, Cardi B's my girl. Like, I <laughs> love Cardi B. And it's a, such a shame because this whole thing came out with her and the whole drugging of the men and stuff. And, you know, I'm like, finally, we have a female hip hop artist who is legit. Yeah. I can't stand Nicki Minaj. Agreed. And, like, I grew up with, like, Eve. You know, and Lil' Kim and uh, Trina, Shauna, like the the real real good female MCs. And she's finally won. And I'm like, oh, now she's got baggage. Um, it'd be really cool to see her on a, on a country song. I yeah, I think if you asked me if I had to pick one other person from another genre, I'd be Cardi. That would be really cool. <laughs> you know, you should talk to that label that you might be yeah. with and be like, hey, guys, <laughs> you know, I mean, she probably charges like an arm and a leg, More but likely, it's, yeah. it's worth it, you know. Um, very cool. So, um, I think that's all I've got for today and actually oh, it makes sense. We're on good time here. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you coming on. You're very um, welcome. this, uh, episode will be up probably within the hour. So, you know, I will send you everything when it's done, but, uh, you are my first country artist, hopefully not my last. Um, and, uh, I will definitely, you'll definitely send me when you're playing again locally. Cause I would love to come and I'll bring my wife and, and maybe my sister-in-law. Yeah. Love that, uh, so. summer tour starts up in June. Beautiful. So they can go to my website, Facebook, all that stuff. Check out my dates. Um, big ones coming up in June, Mr. David Allen Coe and myself. Wow. So that's pretty exciting. Um, where's that? Heath, Ohio. Where, where is that? Outside <laughs> outskirts. Of, it's by the, like the basket, the big basket. What is the big basket? In Ohio, have- that big basket sits There's- off the highway. It's in, like what? Newark or something. I swear. I have it's never heard basket. of this ever. <laughs> wow. I I might just have to go for a basket. That's crazy. Yeah. Is it like a world record, like biggest basket of all no, time? No, it's like a monument. It stands for something. But we don't, I don't know, know what don't it is. Don't make me sound dumb on the air right now, please. <laughs> all right. Yeah. It, it works. So awesome. Is there anything else you want to plug? Uh, not really, guys. Just uh, follow me on Facebook. Figure out where I'm going to be. Just Erica Don Music on everything, and I look forward to meeting y'all. Awesome. All right. Well, I appreciate having you on. And as always, I am out.